This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. If you smell what the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of July 1st, 2018. This is the road to 2020. And this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. I'm Vince. And I'm Bryant. (laughs) Four of us! Wow! Four-man XFL show this week. And this week, we're talking about the investments being made into the XFL's return. This is episode 22. Is $500 million enough? And yes, everybody, you heard right. All four of members of the show are on the show at once for the first time this week. You've heard myself and Jake on most of the episodes, I'd think. And Vince and Brian kind of alternate, it feels like. But now this week, I guess it must be that important of a week. We have all four of us here in the studio talking some XFL, guys. So a historic edition of This is the XFL Show, Jake. Yeah, I mean, Vince, somebody said that the horsemen were coming to town. And, hey, as long as I'm tall, I'm fine with that. (laughs) Well, you know, the horsemen, you know, they are money. This is the XFL show is money, and we know Vince McMahon is money, and supposedly he is putting a lot of it behind this product, and we're going to talk about it here tonight. Yes, we are, and we are the four horsemen of the XFL, apparently, and let's get right to it. Everybody, if you want to react to the big news this week, of course, hit us up at XFL show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can ask us questions. We'll interact with you. If you want to bring up a topic we should bring up on the show, we're more than well you're more than welcome to do so because we're listening to you just like the XFL is and we'll bring that stuff up on the show and actually at the end of today's show, we'll bring some stuff you guys brought up. It's kind of a, a little extra time from last week's mailbag edition, Jake, but let's get into the big news this week. And that is Vince McMahon is allegedly putting up $500 million, not the initial $100 million he said he would, but $500 million in the first three years of the league's existence. According to Darren Rovell of ESPN.com, Vince McMahon has informed insiders, I don't know what constitutes insiders, I guess Darren Rovell is one of them, that he expects to spend Closer to five hundred million instead of a hundred million in the first three seasons. That is a whole lot of cheddar, if you ask me, Bryant. Your initial thoughts when you saw this report come out this week? Everybody, grab your calculator and check to see how much that really is per year. It's one hundred and sixty-six million dollars per year. It's not that big. But the only thing he's guaranteed or he's contractually obligated to right now is uh, luck. Right, that's the only thing he has to pay for the next three years Oliver or whatever Luck. it is, five years. Yes, he uh, he's not. I mean, he's only really putting in sixty-six million dollars more for the first year. If you really think about it, of course, it's going to take more than a hundred million. But hopefully, revenue comes in, and this isn't a big deal towards the end of it. I don't think. And, re- and remember, Oliver Luck is making 
He's making $20 million with his contract. We don't know the length really of it, but a multi-year deal, $20 million guaranteed, maybe up to $30 million just for Oliver Luck. So you're right. I mean, I don't even need a calculator to do this. $500 million, uh, Let me try. How many players per team, Jake? We said 40. 40 players. Yeah, that sounds about right. And let's say if each one of them gets around this, and then that's $30 million on one team. You multiply that by eight teams. So you got $24 million on players alone. and Wow, a lot of math to do. And oh my, We're going to get to it all. But Oliver Luck, the CEO of the XFL this week, was talking about this with ESPN. And he said, quote, people were focused on the $100 million that Vince McMahon initially talked about at the press conference. But the truth is, and here comes a football analogy, the truth is that doesn't even get us to the 20-yard line. Does, that, does he mean his opponent's 20 or his own 20? I don't know, Vince. All I know is that 500 seems like a, a, a the right amount, especially if Vince McMahon's the only investor. Well, you think about it, you know, when we when we had this first show, and you could go back into the archives and, and take a listen. Uh, I believe on our first or second episode, you know, we speculated whenever this, you know, $100 million worth of stock he sold and, and you know, uh, investing his own money and we said you know that doesn't sound like enough money but uh, yeah 500 million sounds more like it now uh, you know i know you know we've been debating about this off air is this really a true story uh you know or is this just sources because uh, i could see somebody like dave Meltzer taking this 20 yard line number and say well you know 20 that's one fifth of a football field and he invested 100 million dollars so it must be around 500 million yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if five hundred million is even enough. If it's, do you think this means Vince McMahon's the only investor? Does it feel like that? That's what it's beginning to feel like to me. That Vince McMahon's putting it all in himself with that money he took out of WWE stock and put into Alpha Entertainment, Jake. Yeah, I, I don't see how he could be the only investor and, and how that's possible. But, you know, well, at we, least on. Well, we do know that WWE got a minority stake in it. So there is some company money from them going into it. But essentially all Vince McMahon so far, at least that's what's reported. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot of moolah. That, that's for sure. And you're not going to hear any complaints about that one. Um, at least on my rundown, you know, I think the number to, uh, you know, to be – to be uh, thinking about is is three years, and Brian, you brought this up a little bit. Five hundred million over three years, you know, so that that is not just before a ball is ever kicked. That is spanned out. If it could go three years, we'll have to see. Well, and you know what? In the first year, he's definitely going to be spending the most amount of that five hundred million. I'm sure, but you know, he's not building stadiums. He's not having to pay. Uh, you know, high-profile coaches like the other league. Uh, he's not going to have to pay high-powered execs other than luck, I would think, at this point. So, uh, you know, maybe it's 200 the first year. Who knows well, we'll what it's really going to take. I mean, but... He's going to want some name value. I'm sure he's not just going to be getting high school coaches unless they're high school coaches from Texas. Um, <laughs> but but, but well, well, wait a minute, Jake. What is, this, what, is, what is the XFL about this time around? Well, obviously it's about the quality of the play. Exactly. So you don't need to pay. You need to pay for players, not execs, if you're worried about the quality of play. I, and That's there are going to be players. There are going to be players paid, and they're going to be paid more than what these assumed uh, regular players are going to be paid because that also came out this week. Oliver Luck talking about costs for the league, 
and he brought up that 20-yard line comment. And with the 40-man rosters, Oliver Luck said that the average salary for these players is going to be around $75,000 a year. Now, compared to the original XFL, that's they were 45000 a year players. Was so, that for, for losing or winning? That, that was just <laughs> the base the median. Av- our average salary for an XFL player in 2001. So $30,000 more per year for an XFL player. I'd say that's about equal if you count inflation. That might be even less. I, I, I'm... I'm no uh, economist, but well, Oliver Luck brought that number up, and we'll, we'll, we'll go one by one because there are a couple components he brought up with costs. Let's start with that: seventy-five thousand dollars per year for a player. Is that enough to lure some great talent? He said, "Higher demanded players will get paid way more than that." But essentially, you want to play in this league, you're going to make under three, under six figures. I, I don't know what players make in the Arena Football League. I don't know what players make in the CFL. Alan, you'll have to, you know, shed some light on that subject. But you know, if you if you're a uh, tackle football player on an NFL practice squad, you're making probably around one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Uh, so you're talking about half that amount to play in the XFL, and the XFL is essentially a part-time job. Okay. You know, these guys are only going to be playing, you know, how many, you know, there's not only what 10 games or something like that. It's not going to be very much. Uh, So, you know, in today's economy for somebody who can't cut the mustard in the NFL anymore, 75 grand for, you know, something that's, you know, only half the year, a third of the year. That sounds pretty good. I think. Uh, CFL players, uh, Vince, when you brought that up, they make they do make, well, uh, about about I'd say eighty grand. It looks like when you're looking at most of these players, but that's, uh, Canadian. that's Canadian. So that's yeah, that is uh, Canadian, and their salary cap did go up, so players are getting paid more and more. I'm looking, I'm trying to find Johnny Manziel's contract situation here, <laughs> um, but you got players like you know other good quarterbacks in the league and guys who actually start like Zach Caleros and. Mike Riley, who's the reigning MVP, they make over half a million dollars. Um, so, Holy you could get paid in this. You could get paid half in the a CFL. million dollars. Yeah, in the CFL, Canadian. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a lot of loonies and toonies, but you know, again, I, I mean, I think people are going to go where the money is. Obviously, if you know, if you can't make an NFL squad. Uh, you know, you're going to go where the money is and, you know, maybe you don't want to dig ditches the rest of your life. So you decide to go to the XFL and, and again, you, you show your worth, you improve your stock and you try to get some eyes in the big leagues looking at you. I mean, it, when, when's the CFL season start? In June. June. So you, theoretically, you could play in the XFL and then as soon as that's over, you could go play in the CFL. I mean, depends on contract situations. I don't think a CFL contract is going to allow you to go play in the XFL. I, I would think that they'd make an exception. Uh, if you're a don't. fringe player, if you're a fringe player, just somebody who's looking for work. Yeah, I mean, some it has to be in the contract. Like A guy like Johnny Manziel, he can't get out of his contract for two years. They're not going to let him go play in the NFL. He would be breaking his contract 
if he went to play in the NFL, say, next year. He has to, he has to play out that two-year contract. So it, it all depends on how this is going to be formatted, and the XFL doesn't seem like they're going to want to play so friendly with the NFL like the AAF does. Although we have heard Oliver Luck say they do want some kind of relationship with the NFL, so we'll see about that. But that number, $75,000 average, that is minor league money. I have to say, yeah. who is that going to lure that 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 will up the quality of the play? Are they just hoping that there are so many good football players that there is that much talent just being left out of the NFL right now? Do you think there is? Is that the case? Are players better now than they were in 2001? Because that's basically what that number tells me the XFL is banking on. But I think this is what something we haven't talked about, and maybe we'll get into it in a further episode more deeply. But you know, the XFL is re- reimagining football, right? They're 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 recreating football, something that they can do themselves. So why not adjust the rules to make your football better with the players you have available? Are you almost saying you know cater to the strengths of your players and maybe you know hide the weaknesses? Yeah, you know, I mean, you, you don't let defenders do, I don't know, you don't let defenders touch anybody for 20 yards. Make it easier for receivers to be open. So, a quarter, I mean, I'm just, I'm throwing things out there just so that way football seems, I mean, your players seem better, the quality seems better. Why not, um, you know, gimmick it a little bit? Are you why, saying why is that maybe, so, why is that instead out? Of, you're saying maybe instead of asking them to go, to go 15 minutes in a quarter, hoping you'd get 15 expecting to get 10 but really you're only going to get five good minutes in a quarter is that what you're saying do you want to shorten the quarters maybe to, to mask what if, what if they just did it what if they just did it like madden you know where they they sped up the clock really fast so you start with like 15 minutes but it's really five minutes of real time i have to say the way that i watch you guys always bring it up but i do watch a lot of cfl football and i actually have some on right now as we're doing the show and Minus some of the gimmicky one-point scores, you know, with balls going into the end zone, I think a lot of it could work, especially if you're want, you want to up the quality of the play, give an advantage to the offense to score, and you want to avoid injury. The CFL does a lot of great things for that, like keeping the defensive line far off of the ball, mandatory eight yards, and stuff like that. Maybe what? the XFL would examine that. <laughs> what? Yes, edge rushers. The line has to start eight yards back. Well, well, you have to be one yard off of the ball if you know from the line of scrimmage. But the edge rushers have to be eight yards wide of the ball to to rush outside the tackle. Wide of the ball. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, maybe I I take back my idea. I'm sorry. Never mind. uh, It's not that far fetched. (laughs) I mean, I expect I expect the XFL to be doing something, you know. Just as crazy. I mean, they're going to have to do something different just for the sake of being different. But, well, Whether no, it works or they're not. Gonna, with $75,000 for a player, you're not getting the quality of player. So what the, the quality has to come from the inherent rules of the game. The rules have to be something that create an exciting football game just because of how they are put in place. Because the players in place aren't going to be able to do that with traditional football rules if you're only paying them $75,000. Well, you know what, too, Alan, is uh, you, you mentioned you have the CFL. I have the big three 
uh, basketball league on my television right now. And, and looking <laughs> at this, imagine if these players had to play a full court game at 45 years age, 45 but years of age and up. That's different. The quality that, would be, but it's the same thing. The quality would be horrible. So you adjust the rules, you make it different, you no, adhere to what your strengths a, are, and you make a, a better yeah. league. Oh, I get that. That's a great analogy. Exactly my point. You have to make the rules that you have to. It's still have basketball. Those rules help yeah. mask any deficiencies the the quality of your players might have in a traditional football setting in an NFL style game. So whether that means giving a, a slight advantage to the offense, whether that means um, I, I don't know making. Uh, Putting less offensive linemen out there, maybe it's more like an arena style. I, I don't know. I, I would still hate, say I'd hate to I see still that. Say we're going to have a seven-on-seven league. I still, I still maintain that that's what's going to happen. I mean, that's with fine, pads, but no, with tackling, yeah, nobody's going to. So save. one center, one defensive lineman. No, you don't need a center. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody's going to say no to a seventy-four thousand dollar NFL contract to take a seventy-five thousand dollar XFL contract. So I, I get what you're sta- saying. You you, you yeah, theoretically well, the league, should not have the highest well quality below, of players, and that's well below the NFL yeah. league minimum. Too, a, a practice so. squad player is is around one hundred fifty grand a year. So you know if yeah, you're actually good enough to make a roster, you're making more than that. Yeah, and the four year minimum if you're you know getting drafted into the league. Yeah is going to be almost half a million dollars. So the the XFL is definitely now with this number, we can now guarantee we'll never steal any college players out of uh, from going to the NFL draft. If they have a shot at being drafted, they will not go to to, to the XFL instead. This is not a USFL situation. They're just going to have to pick up guys that were not drafted or, you know, couldn't get signed with a team after a couple years. Uh, All the guys who get who get that call to the office on hard knocks every year, those are the guys who are gonna the XFL is going after now. Those are the top players in their league. Unless it's a touch league and people just don't want to, you know, get their bodies beat up anymore. A touch league with <laughs> defensive linemen counting Mississippis. What would be the, uh, the the right amount of Mississippis for the XFL, Jake? Oh yeah, I mean you got to go playground rules on that one. I think you know, I th- I think you got to do uh, you know, well, I don't know, you could go 5 or you could go 10. There's two schools of thoughts on that. 10 too oh, long. So that I mean, do you really say, you know, do you think we're going to hear oh, you know, w- welcome to NBC. You you folks, you've tuned in for a 7 on 7 touch football game and it is going to be <laughs> exciting. I, I don't think we're going to get that. If if I heard that, I'd certainly tune in. If Terrell Owens is playing, I definitely would. Um, okay, so when I see $75,000 is the average salary for a player, you know, some bigger names will get more money. And we see Vince McMahon's putting in $500 million in the first three years. I'm not doing the math with the calculator right now, Brian, but that is kind of showing me that there isn't really a lot of money coming from anywhere else except Vincent Kennedy McMahon here. Otherwise, these players' salaries would be thought to be a lot more. <laughs> but where, where, where else Where else do you... I don't know how to ask, ask this question. Back to you. Where else should the money come from? Last time Vince McMahon Investors. was in a... It, well, but that, well, true. Okay, but that's what Vince McMahon Contracts. is. Vince McMahon was an investor last time around. 
but he was also the owner and runner, and he was the face of the league. This time, he's the investor. There's nobody else. Uh, uh, Luck oh. is the face of the company. And you're going to see that Vince McMahon is going to take a step back, and he's going to write Oliver Luck checks. That's yeah, what he's so going to do. Yeah, he is well, the he's investor. Basically, he's basically doing the same thing before, except without NBC's involvement. And the, but in terms of money, it's the same deal. It's Vince McMahon propping this thing up. Got a, uh, he's he's feeling confident again, becoming you know richer than ever. But this time, you're right. Instead of him uh, pulling the strings and being out there in front of the public, it is Oliver Luck. That is the Oliver Luck is the major change here, and this entire league. With these numbers coming out, to me, it is showing me as well. This is all falling on Oliver Luck to put it all together. It'll live or die with Oliver Luck. Yeah, but he he will never be the fall guy in this one. You know, if it if it folds after one season, <laughs> or even if it folds after five seasons, you know, people are going to point the finger and, and probably rightfully so at, at Vince McMahon, but just because of the failure of the original league. For $20 million, I'd tell Vince, tell everybody to point the finger at me if this fails. Just pay me the money. And, and Brian, you touched upon it a little bit. You know, this is these this is a startup cost, you know, but he's going to start recouping some of this money. You know, I mean, there, there's going to be some sort of broadcast deal, whether it be television or streaming services or something is is – is going to be available to broadcast these games. And, and you know, that people are going to pay for that. There's going to be sponsorships. There's going to be advertising. You know, it's not like there's going to well, be. What about the players? How are the players going to get any of this money? Because that's all going to go back into the league and to profit. Well, well you know, if it, man and anyone well, investing in if, this company, does, how are maybe, the players going to get paid? Because this right now is a UFC situation. They're asking the, a lot out of the, the talent and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of opportunity for the talent to make money. Well, maybe if the league does better, they're going to get paid more money. What Vince, about Vince? What mentioned... about individual sponsorships for football players on the field? You're allowed to put a patch, maybe or that on your helmet. Yeah, guy your might, yeah, each guy may be able to put something on each shoulder pad. I don't, I don't know. Jimmy John's on one awesome. side, and Jack Link's <laughs> on the other side. Yeah, that'd be yeah. great. But didn't Vince mention something about the winners getting paid more? I think he said that some kind of structure was in place. I thought he said that in the initial. I thought he did. Maybe I'm. I'm That's the way it was. But that was a great. That was a great part of the the original XFL to me. Was the incentive? It was almost like a a combat sports in that regard. You know, the winner's purse is bigger. Of course, that makes sense. I'd love to see that. But (laughs) you think the purse for each game should be announced? Such a 2000 late thing to do, but I'm down. So I just did I did some math with the calculator here. It's about so you 20, had to pull it out. There's a little $24 million going to players. That's just going by the average base $75,000 salary. Now, but I'm going to be more. I'm going to be six, more than that. Yeah, I'm going to add $6 million to that, assuming that they get maybe a handful of big money players. So we're around $30 million per year. Spending just on players. The next big cost, according to Oliver Luck, Jake, was insurance policy. The insurance policy for these players and on the league with everything a football organization entails. I have no idea what that entails in terms of financial costs. But I have to imagine that's greater than the $30 $30 million. No, I thought I read somewhere that it was $10 million. I read $10 million. That's what I read. That's what I read. A year. 30 for the three years, but 10 per. Really? That's it? 
That doesn't. Well, we don't like know. We don't know what kind of benefits are being supplied to these. These could guys. be contract. Yeah, these could be independent. I mean, contractors. this might just be enough for like tetanus shots, and and that's it. You know, <laughs> turf toe. That's about it, right there. That's just yeah, to make sure I, that I there's a can of more. that. That's so they have a can of that spray that they spray on you Cold whenever spray. you play. Hey, that stuff works. T-ball. Yeah, at every game they want to have enough there's of that enough for, every for some, some gold bond and medical tape, and then. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I knew more about insurance, but I don't. But I think we can. I think we can all agree that it pays to have a good insurance policy. <laughs> it does. It does. It does. So, all right, there it is. the The, the numbers are coming out now for the XFL. Um, kind of a did not expect them to reveal that. Uh, that, and I don't know if that's a great thing that they did. To me, that is not a number that is big enough. To get people to ooh and you're ah, saying, you're saying that it would be better to not reveal that number, yes, and just keep the speculation going than potentially putting this number out and being disappointed by it. Well, that's why yeah. I'm not sure if this is real, a real report or not. It's, I mean, it's according to these reports, Vince McMahon said leaked this himself, and so did Oliver Luck, and. The AAF, we know that we don't know anything about how much the Alliance of American Football is investing, how much money they have, but we do know the investors, Peter Thiel, Peter Shernan, and a bunch of other rich ass NFL players, they have a bunch of different investors. I have to imagine their number is bigger. That's only we can only speculate on that. But the thing about this number coming out, although it's not an impressive number, Really, when you think about it, when we do those numbers, we on our little calculator gimmicks, the thing about that number coming out is it feels like the XFL at least has their stuff together and knows what they're going to do and what they're going to offer players. They're going to offer opportunity, a pretty solid, that's a solid living just to play football. I mean, I mean, the, the elite players aren't taking that, but you're going to get guys jumping at that for sure. And... It, it, it just means that they are crossing their T's, dotting their I's. So that's in, in that regard, I like it for the XFL. But when you think about people hit us up on Twitter, guys, oh, they saw what that the AAF have, all these investors. They had to put this out there. But we can only imagine how much money the AAF has. Plus, the AAF seems like they might even be in bed with the NFL sooner rather than later. Well, you got Vince, are you, you, know, you got all these you know people involved in the AAF, you know, you, you, you got people like Heinz Ward. Do you think he's sharing any of this money? Absolutely not. You know, you got all these people involved that all want a piece that aren't even the talent. And except on the XFL side, you got, uh, you got Vince McMahon and you got Oliver Luck and I think that's better because they're, they're probably going to be more willing uh, to put money into production and talent as opposed to you know a bunch of these other guys on the AAF side just keeping it a salary. You know, it's it's kind of like when you would, as a kid or growing up, and you know you would talk about certain things, and you know all your friends would start bragging. They're like, "Well, I don't want to talk about those types of things; those are personal." It's probably because you weren't as impressive as your friends, and I think that's what's happening with the AAF. You know, they they're they're trying to put on this front 
They're trying to show everybody that they're serious. But I think the way the uh, XFL is setting themselves up might be the best way to do this business. And they gave themselves an extra year of time. But we won't get into all that again. Well, the the fact is the XFL let this out there. It's out there now in the universe. And players, coaches, people who might want to sign up to play in this league now have a better idea of what they're getting into. And that is a good thing because that just means progress is being made. So, with that said, this number, this figure, do you feel like Vince McMahon, Jake, is going up against a bigger, more powerful financial entity in the AAF? Do you think this is a Vince McMahon versus Turner, Time Warner, AOL situation again? I, I don't see how the AAF could be that that well off. You know, they, they, put, <laughs> they put it together very quickly. They definitely lured some high-profile names and, and coaches and executives over there, but I don't see how they could have that much money for this thing Peter just popping up overnight. Thiel. Peter Thiel. This is a, a big old billionaire that they got involved in this. Who knows how much money he's putting it putting behind it. But that man alone could, could make this a, an AOL Time Warner type of company when it comes to the amount of money involved. <laughs> Because he's that big himself, not to mention whatever assistance the NFL winds up giving the AAF or whatever kind of you relationship. You still believe they end up that? Having. You think they're I in bed with each other? I think, well, not yet, but I think the AAF is propping itself up to be that maybe unofficial minor league to the NFL, whereas the, the XFL wants to be something completely different, the, but the maybe NFL. have some kind of working relationship. I think the AAF is being much more blunt about how they want to. They, they know they'll ne- they're not competing with the NFL, and they just want to play ball with the NFL. The NFL doesn't need a minor league. It, well, we've talked a, about that in the past. We've talked about entire, that. They have a minor league. Everybody, can you refresh my memory? And just, just so I remember, can you, can you remind me how it worked out for Time Warner and Turner and AOL when they had all that money backing <laughs> up WCW? Just curious. Exactly. Well, it worked right. well whenever Turner was in charge, but then... Uh, <laughs> You know. He was the one who asked for uh, Thunder. Come on. No. 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 It, it was the more, money. Uh, no. We'll save that for another show. It, it was all yeah. standards and practices. Yeah. Really. We'll, we'll have to. There's a lot to, to digest. Money. All, okay. Go ahead, Brian. Well, the only thing I wanted to say is when you have money backing you and you have people who care about money true investors that's all they care about is money they don't care about the the quality of the play they don't care about the product they want their checks cashed every week bigger and bigger each and every single time so that's where you run into problems maybe vince mcmahon is understood he 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 was willing to go season two in the xfl originally now this is season two and i think he's going to try and try and try again until he actually gets this right quality of the play also we can say doesn't just mean high pop high paid players it means uh teams that have had more than just a few weeks to get their stuff together it means an organization that has a solid foundation it means a whole lot more than just you know big money players although that will help but this numbers coming out these numbers coming out this week huge and so much more to to debate and talk about everyone all of you listening Hit us up at XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Let us know what you think about this $500 million rumored to be what Vince McMahon's putting in the first three years. Let us know what you think about players averaging about $75,000 per year. And uh, let us know what you think about 
what the AAF might be doing when it comes to their financials. That is a mystery all unto itself. Let's go into extra time real quick from last week's mailbag. Uh, we went into the mailbag, heard a lot of different questions and comments from the listeners, guys. We had a couple more that I just want to touch on real quick before we get out of here this week. Uh, because, well, this week the big news in football was that before this $500 million news came out, Jameis Winston in the NFL suspended three games for groping an Uber driver. Damn it. That is horrible. Not only for, you know, your life and potential jail time, but he's got to have a real piss poor Uber rating, guys. I don't imagine that thing is above a four. And the NFL only gave him three games, though. Three games compared to Robert Turbin, the running back. He got four games for violating the, the league substance abuse policy. And that comes from our, 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 our loyal fan, Will, on Facebook, hitting us up, saying, what's up with that when it comes to the disparity there? The MLB suspends guys for domestic violence for like the half the year. Uh, this, do you think the XFL is going to take a much harsher stance against violence against the opposite sex? I, I would hope so. Uh, you know, the NFL has, you know, for probably the past, you know, almost 20 years has been the most inconsistent in uh, judicial system I have ever seen. You know, you got guys who have done nothing wrong that get suspended for six games, and then you get, you know, guys like this that do horrible acts and only get suspended for three games, and sometimes no games. Uh, you know, it, it is just so unfair with the way they do this. Uh, and it turns a lot of people off. We've talked about it. And hopefully the XFL is going to be, you know, going to be a more fair league. It doesn't and it's seem gonna... that hard of a policy to have, you know. You get in trouble for something like that, you are done. Either for a, a certain period of time that is going to be significantly, significantly longer than a, a, um, a minor fracture, uh, infraction. Like like steroids compared to groping an Uber driver, I'd say, you know, shooting a needle in your butt is a little less, you know, harmful to the league. But apparently the NFL think doesn't think about that. You, you're messing with the quality of the play. I guess I, this is what the yeah. XFL's standard is. If you mess with the quality of the play, then you're going to get suspended more. I mean, it's ridiculous. Vince McMahon has been known in his other ventures to, to fire people completely for even the accusation. Uh, because of not reporting it correctly. I mean, Vince McMahon's yeah. policies on these things are much, much harsher, and hopefully he follows that thing, because the NFL, this and is logical. the second time in the last much month that they've dropped the ball on yeah. certain things, and they're going to continue to do this. I hope the XFL is learning. Just put it down on a piece of paper. You get four games. You get six games if this happens, and that's all you need. Jake's really good at stuff like that, guys. Can, Jake, can you can you hand out... What are the suspensions going to be for certain uh, infractions for players? Domestic abuse or violence like this in public in an in a, in a Uber, something like that, a criminal act. What are you giving the player? Well, I mean, the season's going to be 10 games, right? Yes. Uh, I, I mean, for, I, I guess, any, any convicted form of violence, uh, I, I don't know if you want to think about half the season, you know, I don't know. That's that's just a number I'm I'm throwing out there right now. You know, I think you need you need to weigh it in the terms of a of a ten week season versus a sixteen week season. Yeah, as I, well. I, and then and then a drug a nonviolent drug offense. What are you giving for that? 
Uh, does it improve? Does it improve the quality of the play? Is the first question I would ask. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's all about. It might. It might. Yeah. I, I mean, the the whole drug and wellness policy. You know, just look to WWE about that. You know, I I think, you know, the players should be more informed and know what's going to happen if they want to do something like that. Or any kind of deal. You've got to have a system in place. Hopefully the XFL is wise about that. But I don't, And it doesn't seem like something that, that, that is that hard to put in place. Uh, uh, levels of different uh, you know, punishments for all the different things that could be happening to players. Not hard. It's, it's really not, but the NFL doesn't want that. They so want bad. to handle it on a case-by-case basis in case somebody big gets in trouble, they don't want to have to suspend them. That's I'll why also, they don't write anything down. Yeah, and also we do have to recognize that the, the CBA plays into this. The NFLPA is also ha- – they also have a hand in this, and they're the ones pushing for the case-by-case basis type of deal. But at this point, I feel like they need to renegotiate that thing because it's, it's making s- the whole league look silly. Oh, last one we – Biggest crock and then hitting in <laughs> all sports. Last thing we got here this week, guys, another uh, loyal listener uh, on Twitter hit us up asking about Canada having one of the XFL cities. Now that we've seen all the AAF cities are basically in the southern United States, what do you think about Canada, Toronto, or Montreal for the XFL? Vince McMahon, once upon a time, wanted to buy an X- a CFL team. Yeah, I mean, we believe. talked about it. I, I believe it was in the running. It did not make a cut. Uh, it's probable, you know, I, I think it could happen, but I don't think they're going to go that way just logistically. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and you can go back in our archives this, and yeah. yeah, a few times with, I think we talked about it in Toronto in the north region or something like that, Montreal in the east. I don't remember exactly when Montreal, we talked about it. Yes. But, uh, I'm not for it, I think maybe in a future, but uh, Canada... And to deal with immigration and all that stuff, and the expo doesn't need those headaches, especially at the first season. <laughs> immigration is, is the big thing stopping you. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> you know, if if this was a league with you know thirty teams, sure, you know, I'd 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 be considering Canada, but with the small finite number that we're going to be working with here to start out, uh, I just don't think it makes the cut. Okay, can we say what would be our number one Canadian city to make it if we if, if Vince McMahon came out and said I'm doing I'm giving one city in Canada a team which city would it be? I mean, I think it would have to be fairly close to the border. I wouldn't want to put it up on you know, Saskatoon or Saskatchewan. I'm yeah, I'm rooting hard. I'm going hard on Regina for sure. That's what I'm rooting for. But the Regina Munchers. Yeah, to to answer Sean's. To answer Sean's question <laughs> on Twitter, we're down for Canada for sure. Doubt it happens initially, but I think that the obvious choice would be the six in Toronto. But yeah, yeah, I'm shooting hard. I'm all I'm shooting hard all over Regina, Brian, all over it. It's my favorite <laughs> Canadian city. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'll, I'll just. I'll let you handle that one. Alan, it seems like you got that one under control, I think. I do. It's all about Regina, everybody. Fight me. Fight me on another XFL's Canadian city. Uh, but for sure, Canada, eh? We love Canada. Yes, Montreal. Well, I'm, I'm watching some CFL, guys. Actually, I want to watch the rest of this game. 
Can we end today's show? I'm pretty much done unless you want to get in, into anything else, Jake. No, I think let's wrap it up. I have a big sporting event on as well right now. Well, <laughs> big sporting events are happening all over the world and whichever one you're getting into. Enjoy it now because uh, pretty soon we're all going to be watching See, outdoor games. the same sporting event, and that will be the XFL in 2020. <laughs> Uh, guys, what an amazing, amazing week for information it was, and more of that will be coming. The best part about getting closer to 2020 means more news like that. So look forward to next week's show, and of course, you can go back in the archive, and a lot of your questions you ask, we've kind of already answered a lot of them, and we'll continue to talk about these topics if they always come up, but you can go back in the archive, listen to a bunch of the shows, catch up, because I think they're all still pretty relevant since... The XFL's not happening yet, so go back on thisisthexflshow.com and, of course, on social media. Follow along with us and interact with us whenever, wherever, at XFL Show, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. For Bryant, Vince, Jake, I'm Alan, the four horsemen of the XFL. We should do this more often, guys. All four of us in the same show at the same time. I had a blast. Maybe next week. Fingers crossed. Either way, you're getting this is the XFL show. <laughs>